Coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, it's the Songs and Stories Podcast. And now, here's your host, Steve Roby. Aloha. Welcome to a bonus edition of the Songs and Stories Podcast. Our guest today is Broadway icon Bronson Norris Murphy. He will be appearing in a virtual performance this Saturday, October 17th, as part of the Hawaii Performing Arts Festival High Season Series. Welcome to the show, Bronson. Hi, thank you for having me. All right. Where am I reaching you today? You're reaching me in New York City, Upper Manhattan. Wow. How are things in New York today? Well, it's a little rainy and cold and perfect weather for hibernating, which I uh, (laughs) plan to do all day. (laughs) All right. I won't tell you what the weather's here like, okay? (laughs) Yes, please don't. I'm supremely jealous of the weather in Hawaii at all times. Have you ever been to the Big Island or Hawaii? I have. I toured with the uh, 30th anniversary company of Cats, and Ah. we played, what is it, the Blaisdell Center? Oh, over on Honolulu in on Oahu. Yes, yes. So I have been to the state, uh, I should say. Okay, well, we'll get you to the Big Island one day, I'm sure. Yes, please. Thank Thank you. <laughs> All right. You know, you're probably best known for your role as the Phantom in Love Never Dies, The Phantom mm-hmm. Returns. But can you give our listeners a brief overview of your performance background? Well, sure. Uh, yes. So thank you for mentioning Love Never Dies. I came to Love Never Dies after uh, a couple of other Andrew Lloyd Webber shows. Right as I finished my graduate studies in vocal performance, I auditioned for the aforementioned uh, national tour of Cats and booked the uh, role of Gus, Growl Tiger, and Buster Jones, which is notoriously uh, a singer track, not a dancer, and kind of operatic in nature, which suited my abilities. And I toured with them for about a year. I think our tour was somewhere around 11 months. I did two legs of that tour, and then took a, a brief pause to do regional work uh, before starting on Broadway in The Phantom of the Opera. I spent about four years there, intermingled with other regional work and symphonic concerts and things like that, uh, before the opportunity to audition for Love Never Dies came along. And in 2017, I left Phantom uh, on Broadway to start rehearsals for its sequel. And we rehearsed that in 2017. We took it on the road uh, all the way through the end of 2017 into December of 2018. And then the show closed in the U.S., and I went back to Phantom on Broadway. <laughs> after, after going back to Phantom on Broadway for a minute, I did Avida, which is another Andrew Lloyd Webber show here in New York for the New York City Center. And then immediately after that, I did another Andrew Lloyd Webber show called <laughs> Unmasked, <laughs> the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber, which is kind of his bio musical, if you, a review kind of concert, fully staged, but it was the world premiere at the Paper Mill Playhouse. Wow. So yeah, it's been a lovely, uh, you know, kind of a love affair with the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber throughout my career. I can see, I can imagine. Oh, God, you, <laughs> yeah, you're a busy guy. <laughs> well, I'm glad it appears that way. Thank you. <laughs> well, th- th- let's talk about um, uh, how you connect with your fans during these unusual times. Have you done any uh, performances uh, like the upcoming one online show that's happening this Saturday? Nothing like what we're planning for the Hawaiian Performing Arts Festival. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing to that scale, nothing to that grandeur. And it has been so much fun getting it together. But to answer your question, I have done little, you know, one song here or there for different PACs and and, and, um, some charity work. And then master classes and workshops Mm. virtually, of course. But uh, again, like I say, nothing to the scale of what we're planning for Saturday. All right. We'll get into that in a moment here. But, you know, you you sent us a track uh, to to share from your 2020 in-home isolation album. I love that title. 
Uh, tell, <laughs> <laughs> tell us how that came together and the track Always Something Sings. So it, it's true. The old adage of, you know, well, this isn't the old adage, but I'm translating it for my life. You, you can take the boy out of the art, but you can't take the art out of the boy. And, you know, when you're I'm not choosing not to go to work these days. You know, my entire industry has been shut down by this this virus and the mishandling of the virus in the U.S., to be honest. Artists innately make art and I couldn't stop and I was looking for an outlet and you know I in my early studies uh, my undergraduate studies I studied choral music education and I've always had an affinity for the choral sound and I was also looking at like how can I make art completely on my own you know because uh, I, I live alone um, I have many friends who, who will be um, you know assisting me with the, the Hawaii uh, Performing Arts Festival gig but I wanted to be able to self-produce and do things on my own. So I decided to look up some of my favorite choral music and kind of record each vocal part as if I were a choir, mm. you know, and then layer them on top of each other. And the one I sent you came with this gorgeous orchestrated track from the publisher called Always, uh, sorry, Always Something Sings, which is a setting of Ralph Waldo Emerson poetry. And it just really spoke to me because... The music, I think, the score itself is glorious, mm. and the the words right now. I mean, you you can't you can't take the music out of me. So always <laughs> something in me sings, and I think that was a rather appropriate title and find for this um, for this album. And yeah, the album is just a, console, a compilation of lots of really technically unadvanced <laughs> because, you know, I'm producing at home. I don't have anyone to master these things for right. me. You know, I'm, I did some of them on my phone before I bought a nice microphone, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's called The Sounds of Isolation All just right. because these were the sounds coming from my apartment when I was in quarantine wow. and interesting music had to be made. So we, so I made it. <laughs> Can fans pick up the album on your website or how do they pick it up? Well, it's not commercially available, oh, okay. um, but I have, you know, I've sent it to my mother loves it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of her friends have access to it, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't sell it. Oh, no. Okay, I, It was more for me and for like uh, my immediate family and, and friends. But, you know, if fans are interested in it, they can <laughs> surely reach out. For okay. Well, I'm sure we have some fans that are interested in hearing this since we yeah. gave it a nice build up here. Uh, yes. let, let's listen to that now. Here's Bronson Norris Murphy on Songs and Stories. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Songs and Stories. My guest today is Bronson Norris Murphy. Bronson, how did you connect with the Hawaii Performing Arts Festival? Well, I was in December of 2000. Oh gosh, it's been 19. <laughs> what year? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Time has lost all meaning. Uh, so the end of last year, I'm not even sure it was December. It might have been November. I was doing a concept album for a brand new musical um, by Charles Bloom called Pablo. And I was recording the, the role of Pablo Picasso based on Pablo Picasso's life. And there was a, a young man in the, uh, in the cast named uh, Justin uh, Moniz. Mm-hmm. And he is the executive director of the Hawaii Performing right. Arts Festival. And so we became friends working on that project. <clears throat> and we uh, reconnected earlier this year when we were, he was floating the idea of a virtual high season series. And asked me to take part, which I jumped at the opportunity because, again, you know, I, I am a creature who, who likes to create. And so he was offering me a performance opportunity that I couldn't pass up. And I'm excited to share it with everyone. All right. I understand uh, Justin now has the title doctor in front of his name. So. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect him. I, I noticed, believe he had that title when I met him, too. I noticed um, that, too. So I was like, oh, maybe uh, we should mention Dr. Justin. Yes, we should. And also, <laughs> another, we didn't know each other then, but I graduated my with my master's degree from the same program that he's currently teaching in. So he teaches at NYU Steinhardt, and that's where I graduated from. Obviously, you know, some... 10 years later or something, but Mm -hmm. uh, we also share that in common. Good. Well, we hope to get you out to the Big Island one of these days there, because when the Hawaii Performing Arts Festival does their two-week series of different shows at various venues in the past, the before times, it's a (laughs) great opportunity to see uh, performances like we never get on this particular island there. So it's such a treat. Yes, I would love that. I'd love to do the live version of this concert anytime when we're post-COVID. Yeah, post-COVID. That's coming, I hope, (laughs) soon. Yes, yes. Earlier, we mentioned your role as the Phantom, and the next track we're going to hear is called All I Ask of You. What would you like to share with our listeners about this song? Well, this song is from the prequel to Love Never Dies, which is <laughs> famously known as The Phantom of the Opera. I, I dare say all of your listeners have, have heard that, mm-hmm. have heard that of that show. And uh, this song is a duet between Raoul and Christine on the rooftop of the Opera Populaire. But in this version, I recorded it as a truncated solo version. And it's a piece that, you know, I've sung at weddings, I've sung in concert, and I got to sing it on Broadway when I was understudying the role of Raoul. And it's very special to me because, you know, as a 10, 12-year-old boy, I dreamed of being on Broadway and very specifically in Phantom of the Opera. And that dream came to fruition in 2014. And I think some two or three years later, I was I got to play the role of Raoul. And so this is one of his big songs. <laughs> all right. Let's listen to that now. Here's Bronson Norris Murphy doing All I Ask of You on Songs and Stories. No more talk of darkness, forget these wide-eyed fears. I'm here, nothing can harm you. My words will warm and calm Let me be your freedom, let daylight dry your tears. I'm here with you, beside you, to 
guard you and to guide you. Say you love me every waking moment. Turn my head with talk of summertime. Say you need me with you now and always. Promise me that all you say is true, that's all I ask of you. Say you'll share with me one love, one lifetime. Let me lead you from your solitude. Say Welcome back to Songs and Stories. Bronson, let's uh, talk about your upcoming show this Saturday, October 17th. It's called The Music of the Night. What can fans look forward to when they watch this concert? Oh, goodness. Um, Well, first of all, it is a love letter to my favorite season, which we happen to be in the middle of right now, autumn. So I... uh, kind of gave it an autumnal theme. I brought it, there are at least two songs which speak directly to kind of the uh, spooky season. One of my favorite movies is Hocus Pocus. There's an, uh, there's an homage to Hocus Pocus in the concert. But really what the concert does is it tells the story, uh, a love story from, you know, first glance to kind of um, infatuation and and true love into a breakup, into kind of the dark times that come after a breakup. But every song, you know, every song that I sing is from a different show that also that illustrates the next step in that relationship. And I think in the concert, um, we hit something like 23 different song titles in a variety of mashups and medleys. I collaborate with six pianists. Uh, we have 17 different Broadway composers represented. It's, it's, of, it's chocked full of wonderful music that I, I absolutely love to sing and that I hope the audiences will love to hear. How did you put the collection of music together? Well, I, I really went back to the things that I've done in concert that I knew I had a good handle on, and then also things that I've never done in concert that loyal listeners of mine would would get to experience for the first time here. And I even had two completely brand new arrangements written for this concert. So they're technically world premieres on Saturday. Um, But as I was putting it together, I just looked at the music that I love to sing and then kind of chose the idea of formatting it through that relationship and then threw away the songs that didn't fit that genre or that, that musical flow or pulled in different songs plus the little odes to Halloween, you know. All right. It was it was a process. It took a long time to actually whittle it down to what I would be able to present. That's that's amazing. I'm looking forward to that. Who will be accompanying you? Well, I have, uh, like I said earlier, I have six different pianists. Um, I have, <laughs> I'm so lucky in my musical life. I when I collaborate with a music director and pianist, I I kind of 
take them into my personal life. You know, I bring them into my friendship circle. And um, the, the mother of my godson plays on one of the tracks, who was one of my first professional music directors, one of my best friends in New York. Uh, it was kind of the music supervisor, if you will, for he plays on six different tracks. And then there are five other world-class Broadway pianists who are also dear friends of mine who collaborated with me and, and are providing the piano accompaniment for the evening. Wow. What a production. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand there'll be a Q and a session after the show. You say you've never done some of these online shows, but do people come up after you after a show and uh, what do fan, most fans want to know? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. There will be a Q and a, and I'm looking very forward to that um, because I, I love curious questions, curious fan questions. And yes, after a normal concert, a symphonic concert, or even like after a Broadway show or when I was on tour, uh, we often have good, insightful, long conversations at the stage door. And that's kind of how I'm treating hmm. the Q&A is, is the stage door moment. You know, if the fans feel moved to say, oh, I liked this particular song or why in the world did you choose that particular song? That's the moment where we can open up and really have that conversation. And most people just you know, want to, to know what it's like, depending on whatever show you're in, what it's like to be on Broadway or what it's like to live in hotels, you know, <laughs> 11 months out of the year, or there's all kinds of questions, yeah. but I welcome them all choose to answer the ones that I, that I want to. Right. <laughs> in the pre COVID <laughs> days, I think we used to call these a, a meet and greet where you'd actually yes. get, get to meet fans face to face. So it'll, it's a little yes, different. I huh? remember this, this odd thing of you, we used to hug people. Do you remember hugging? <laughs> no, what hugging, was that? Like? Shaking hands. I, it's it's a distant memory now. Yeah, now we have to wear hazmat suits and <laughs> honestly, <laughs> oh gosh. What's the best way for listeners, our listeners, to uh, learn more about your work? Should they start with your website? I think that's kind of the the first stop. Yeah, my website bronsonnorsmurphy.com. You know, it'll have all the information about what's coming up uh, now. You know, with most of it all of it being virtual, all that information is there. Um, also invite friends and, and fans to my Instagram account, which is Bronson Biz, um, where I often post about memories of my career or upcoming things or just random things like what I'm having for dinner tonight, if that interests you. <laughs> what are you having for dinner tonight? <laughs> I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe okay. chili. It seems like a good night for chili. Well, that's a good opportunity to uh, sign up for Instagram and find out what Bronson's having for yeah. dinner. You can pick up tickets for Bronson's performance of the Music of the Night on the Hawaii Performing Arts Festival's website. You can also find a link in the show notes below. It happens this Saturday, October 17th at 12 noon, Hawaii Standard Time. Tickets start at $20 and all sales go to their 2021 Student Scholarship Fund. I understand that if you want to see this show, you should pick up tickets real soon as the opportunity ends 24 hours before the event, which I guess that makes that Friday. So if you're hearing this podcast now, pick up a ticket soon. And uh, there's very there's a sliding scale for tickets. So depending how many people you have in the living room, I guess watching the show, uh, you can adjust that uh, ticket sale accordingly. Bronson, thanks for being a guest on the show today. And good luck with your concert this Saturday. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. All right. Aloha from Hawaii. Aloha. Thanks for listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week on Songs and Stories. Aloha. Aloha.